Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, and produces good fruits in your lives. Today, we are talking about Operation Mind Shift. Yes, Operation Mind Shift as we gear up for the holiday season, um, but also the close of this podcast season. I know I'm going to miss you, uh, as well as... um, the beginning of a new year, I'm finding that a lot of people are talking about New Year's resolutions. And you probably are one of those people that are kind of like making your list, checking it twice of, you know, what you're going to do in the new year and and how you want to make changes or whatever. But people prepare or rather they write down what they want or they speak out their mouth what they want, but then they don't actually do it. There's no actionable behind it. There's no real preparation and then movement towards that goal. And so, you know, I've been talking um, for the last couple episodes about um, the hallway to destiny. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about all of these things in our um, our meeting today of Operation Mind Shift. But before we get started, let's always say prayer to welcome in and usher in the Holy Spirit to just saturate the place and allow us to hear what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to us, the church. All right, so Spirit of Living God, we come to you right now. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing this opportunity for my brothers and my sisters out there to hear and receive a word from you, God. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. You know what each of us face every day, Heavenly Father, and you know the changes that we need to make as well as the changes that we want to make. So, Father God, I pray right now on behalf of my brothers and my sisters all over the world that you would give us all strategy on how to implement those changes, Heavenly Father, that you will um, orchestrate our steps and align it with your divine assignment and your timing, Lord Jesus, so that we do not fail as we move forward, but that we are successful in our doing. God, this is my prayer. Let it fall on good ground, produce good fruit in the lives of your children. And let us hear in this message what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so, um, you know, when you want to make a plan for change or you are expecting your season to change, You have to understand that part of that change starts with your heart posture and your mind state. Because if they are not in alignment, then chances are you're going to be conflicted in the change that needs to be made. What do I mean by that? I mean that if your heart wants to do it, but your mind is not made up to do it, then chances are you're not going to do it. It's like I've given this example before, but I'll give it again. Uh, If you want to go to a store. And let's say you are sitting on the couch at home or you're lying in bed or whatever, sitting in a chair at home. And you're like, you know what? I think I want to go to the store. Let's say whatever your favorite store is. You're like, you know what? I think I want to go out to the store today. You can have it in your mind, but unless it's settled in your heart to actually do the necessary work to get up, get dressed if need be, put your shoes on, put your coat on if need be, get out, 
you know, walk to the train station or the bus station or um, call an Uber or get into your car and go, you, you're not going to move. You're going to just be a body that's stuck and not a body in motion. Same thing if you um, have it in your heart to want to do something, but you haven't made up your mind what you want to do yet. Then chances are nothing's going to happen. So it all kind of coexists. The Bible puts it this way in uh, Romans chapter 12. It says, do not copy. Oh, you know, let me go a little bit before that. Because we always hear this particular verse of chapter 12, verse 2. But I want to go before that and then a, a little bit after that to give you a little bit of, of clarity and understanding. So uh, verse 1 starts with, and so dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul writing this. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And so I love, um, there's other translations that might say, or by the faith that God is giving you, or by the standard of our God-given faith. And so I love um, what this is saying, because again, in, in full clarity, it's saying that if you have not transformed your mind and your heart to move in the direction that God is aligning you to move, that God is telling you to move, then you will never move. You will never shift. And so, yes, I've been talking a lot about the hallway to destiny, but if you don't even move out the tunnel of transformation, you will never get to the hallway to destiny that God has in store for you. And the hallway to destiny leads to your door of opportunity. But if you stop where you are, because wherever you are on that progress um, line that I basically just gave you, the uh, entering into the tunnel of transformation, in the middle of tunnel of transformation, exiting tunnel transformation to get into the hallway to destiny same stage you're entering the hallway to destiny in the middle of the hallway to destiny or you're at the end of the hallway to destiny at your, at your door opportunity either way if you stop along the way before you actually get to the door and even if you get to the door and stop you still miss the mark because god wants you to get through the door it's a whole operation and, and and when I say this operation mind shift, I don't really think about, um, even though it could go both ways, I don't think about a surgical operation, even though part of the, uh, the tunnel transformation is a form of surgery. It's a spiritual surgery that God does, a cutting away, a pruning and purifying process. He talks about in John 15, where God takes you through um, a crushing season to burn out of you the things that are not like him, to burn out of you and to purify you from the things that um, cannot go with you into your next season, into the destiny place that he has in store for you, into your promised land. So yeah, in that sense, it is an operation. But when you get, um, as you get going and you get through it and you're about to go into the hallway of destiny, the operation shifts. And so now there's an operation of, uh, I like to think of it like the, um, the war room. You know, like the president's, uh, and I think probably all um, all heads of state around the world have like a war room. This is a room, a cabinet um, space where you come together with your top officials, the top most brilliant minds in the world, and you strategize on how to maneuver, how to move forward. 
you know, it, it, it kind of ties into Luke 14, where he talks about count the cost. You're not going to go to war unless you spend time with your advisors counting the cost to see if you have enough um, men and in, 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 uh, artillery to go to war. Otherwise, you're going to speak about uh, terms of peace. And so in, in our own lives, when we get to this hallway to destiny, God says, now it's time for you to sit in the cabinet, basically. And it's time for an operation mind shift. I need you to shift your mind and your perspective. I need you to uh, have your heart transformed once again, because I'm taking you to a place you've never been before. And I understand that the way you showed up. In one season of your life, which was the tunnel transformation, you may think you got to show up that same way in this new season. And God says, no, I know it because God was saying it to me. Okay, so I'm not teaching you all nothing that I'm not either going through right now or that I have not learned. So understand this is all not only biblically based, but this is also from experience. That's what the anecdotes part of my message comes into. If you listen to the beginning of the podcast, um, I give you strategy, but I also give you my anecdotes. And so, um, you know, for me right now, uh, and I remember a year ago, somebody said this to me and I couldn't receive it at that time because I didn't understand that they were speaking prophetically towards what is to come and not what was at that moment. And so when they spoke this to me, they, they said to me, God is entering you into a season of ease. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And, you know, some of y'all may be like, well, why is she laughing so hard? What is so funny about that? Because I went through a ton of transformation. If you've been following this podcast, you've heard me talk about time and time again that I went through my Job wilderness season. And so going through a Job wilderness season, I, I had to basically um, activate beast mode. I had to fight and claw my way through a very difficult trying season and if you're new to this podcast the reason why i call it the job like the man in the bible job you may read it as job but it's actually job j-o-b the reason why it's called the job wilderness season is because that's what god told me before i entered into the season that i am taking you into a job wilderness season just like the man in the bible named job so go study his his um his text because you're about to go through that and then I was like, well, say, say what now? Because <laughs> I, I know Job's story. And if you don't know Job's story, then go read the book of Job, J-O-B. Because you're going to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, say, say what now, God? <laughs> you, why, God? Why? So last year when this person told me prophetically that your um, God says it's now about to be easy for you to enter into a season of ease. I was like, I had it. That's funny. That's 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 real cute. I, I kind of had like the min, the minions look on on my face like, uh huh, right, uh huh, yeah, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. crickets. You know, <laughs> like I'm looking at you. It's kind of funny, uh, but not not so funny. And if you if you ever seen the minions, there's this. I wish I could show y'all the look. <laughs> there's this one minion that doesn't look like really, bruh, really, and that's kind of how I was feeling until today <laughs> it literally took almost a year for me to see what that person prophetically spoke out their mouth was that you're coming into a season of ease and again because i went through the tunnel transformation i didn't understand that the hallway to destiny was going to be a little bit easier than the tunnel transformation so for me as i'm telling you i had to have a meeting with god in the cabinet space, basically, to talk about Operation Mind Shift. And he was saying to me, Andre, you got to shift your mind in this season. 
I have changed your season. I've not only shown it to you in visions and dreams of your season changing. I've even shown you entering into the waiting room where the door was where it was open for you. We were waiting for you where you're about to take off. I've shown you what is to come. This is your season of ease. Not only did God tell me that my word for uh, last year was rest and follow God, but even this past year of 2023, God said to me, um, your word is, uh, I'm sorry, no, that, that was my word for this year. See, I'm already in the Hebrew New Year, y'all. <laughs> uh, you know, because we, we celebrated Rosh Hashanah uh, back in September. So I'm already kind of like in 2024, even though like technically the Gregorian calendar doesn't say 2024 yet. Um, but I'm already like in my mind operating in God's new year. So I'm already operating in my new word. But for 2023, God told me your word is rest and follow God. And so I was like, um, okay, cool. But then this year for 2024, God again was was shifting me and and not 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 too much of a shift, you know, um still still staying in in that balanced place I would say. Staying in that balanced place and understanding that you you're operating in ease now. And I think I shared with you guys before that, you know, God was telling me through calling me Martha <laughs> in the Bible. And when I kept hearing Martha in my spirit, I was like, God, why do you keep calling? Why do you keep calling Martha? Like, God, you know my name. That ain't my name, Martha. But I had to go in the Bible and read Martha's story once again to renew my mind of what Jesus told Martha. Like, Martha, you're worried about all these details. You're, you're worrying. You're doing too much where you're missing what's important right now what was important at that moment when jesus comes to visit lazarus uh, martha and mary was just being in his presence and so martha was mad at mary that mary was unwilling to help martha do the work of um of preparing the meal for jesus and the disciples and so martha's like hey tell tell my sister to come help me and jesus is like no i'm not gonna do that because she found what matters right now, which is sitting by my feet, listening to me teach, being in my presence. You worry about all these details that don't matter. And so that's what Jesus was telling me. Like in this season, you, you, you're part of Operation Mind Shift for you, Andrea. And it may not be for everybody else, but if you feel that God is saying the same thing you they said to me, then receive it. Was you need to operate in, in my balance. Now, all of us, of course, can take that part of balance. But God was specifically saying to me, you, you need to operate a little bit more in ease. Like I'm, I've given you peace. I've, I've, I'm causing things to come together. I'm going to do things on my own. But you got to stop showing up in that same mindset that you showed up in to survive the, the wilderness season, to survive the, the tunnel transformation. No, now is a time to show up very differently. And so it, it, it takes all of us to sit down with God and have this, as it said in verse 3 of Romans 12, an evaluation, uh, an honest evaluation of ourselves, measuring ourselves by the faith that God has given us. So ask yourself this question, what is God saying to you right now? Not just through this word, that's part of it, but also what has God been saying to you this, this week? And if you're like, well, I don't even know. I haven't heard God speak. Then maybe that's part of what God is saying to you. You need to be still and listen to his voice. 
You need to um, cut away some distractions in your life so that you can hear what he has to say. This is your season of operation mind shift of the chaos around you shift from the busyness and the busyness of the world around you and 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 really tune in and hone into his voice to get his direction and his insight to be comforted by him to draw closer to him so maybe that's your word but some of you out there know that you've been hearing God say something to you and you've been avoiding it. You've been putting it off. You've been ignoring it. But God's saying, no, 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 no. Today, here's your word. I'm giving it through Andrea. <laughs> it's time for Operation Mind Shift. I need you to shift your mind to what I'm telling you to do and focus on what I'm telling you to focus on in this season. And some of you, it may just be the word that I had of the year, which was rest. Some of you, it may be follow God. I mean, all of us should be following God anyway. But some people aren't following God to the letter of his instruction. So they have a, a form of rebellion. And that's, you know, sadly what, what happens when people get out of the tunnel transformation, but they enter to the hole of their destiny because they think that the tunnel transformation should be it. And so when I get out of this crushing season, then my golden opportunity, my door opportunity should be right there and I'm entering into it. Wrong. As I'm learning, wrong. You now have to walk through the, the hallway of destiny. Because what you went through has to be purified even more out of you. There has to be a changing of garments. When you come out of a crushing season like the children of Israel, when they came out of slavery, they had to go through the wilderness. The wilderness was to purify them and to have them remove their old garments so that they can receive the new garments that God was putting um, them into and also receive the new mindset shift that God was trying to give them that I'm now taking you into um, your promised land. I'm now making you pioneers, basically. I'm now causing you to be explorers and conquerors. But they still had a mindset shift of being uh, slaves. And so as long as you saw yourself as less than, you could never see yourself as the top. The top dog. You could never, as long as you keep seeing yourself as a pauper, you can never see yourself as a prince or a princess, a king or a queen. And so God had to take you through the hallway to destiny because in that hallway is where you, when you first enter there, it's just like a, a hallway um, when you enter to a nice hotel. They have a concierge service that says, okay, we'll take your bags for you, or a bellman that takes your bags for you. You've been carrying your bags to get you through the tunnel of transformation. But now it's time to drop what you took and what you had left as you came out the tunnel of transformation. It's now time to drop those bags and pick up a new way. Pick up the mind shift that they're giving you. That you've entered into a new destination. You enter into a new place. As you may travel from your home to a, another city and then to a hotel, there, there's a lot that's on your mind as you get there. But when you get to the hotel, the whole point of the hotel is that you now shift your mind into a place of relaxation. A place where we're here to wait on you hand and foot. What do you need? A place where you unlearn some things that you learned before you got here. And so that's the whole point of the whole of the destiny. It is to take out of you what can no longer go with you in, into the next season. But you got to be willing to be obedient to what God is saying to you in this season. 
be willing to be obedient to how he's telling you to show up in the season. Because if you show up in the way that you once did, you're going to miss the mark. You're not going to be ready. And your hallway to destiny is going to take a little bit longer for you to get to your door to opportunity. The hallway runs however long or short, depending on you. It's not God. Remember, he said in... um. He said in 2 Peter verse 3, uh, excuse me, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 9, you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but want everyone to repent. He wants you to turn away from what you used and the mindset that you had as you survived the tunnel of transformation. But now that you're in the hallway of destiny, you got to show up differently. This means you have to receive a new strategy download from God. And so that's why he's saying transform your mind by renewing your heart. Part of renewing your heart is remembering the promise that you held on to as you went through the tunnel transformation. But now it's okay. Now let's hold on to this promise while God gives you a new strategy. Because if you take that same fight mentality into the door opportunity, you're going to mess it up. And God's not going to allow you to do that because we represent him. No matter what door opportunity we all have, and we're all called to different spheres and, and different um, avenues and walks of life. All of us are not going to follow the same career path. But God says, wherever I send you as my ambassador, I have the key of David. I open a door that no one can shut and I close a door that no man can open. That's Revelation 3 verse 7. So he's saying, I'm taking you to the door opportunity. But because you represent me, you got to go and show up the right way. You cannot show up as a king's um, heir, but with the mindset of a pauper. You will never see any royalty in the world show up with the mindset of a slave. With the mindset of just a regular person. Because their life is not regular. They understand the weight that they carry because of who is wearing the crown and how they're related to the crown. And so we as the king's ambassadors in the earth have to understand that same principle. It's time for Operation Mind Shift. And so go with me to another scripture in um, Mark chapter 6. I kind of talked... A little bit on the earlier part of this but i want to get to the end part so the other day i was talking about how in mark chapter 6 this is the um part of this in verse 30 it starts with jesus feeding the five thousand, and the disciples um you know had to partner with him in order to do this because they had to go out and search to see what was available in order for jesus to bless it and feed the people um but if you drop down to verse 45 now before we get there, verse 41 through 44 talks about how, you know, they were able to feed the multitude off of five loaves and two fish over basically a little boy's lunch. And over 5,000 men and their families, you know, women and children were fed that day off of this little bit of lunch because Jesus took it, blessed it and, and, and broke it and, and spread it out to the people. 
with the help of the disciples. So Mark 6, 45 picks up with Jesus kind of sending them off to their next destination. And um, we're going to pick up at verse 45. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him... Excuse me, when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke at, spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. I want to repeat that last part, um, starting with Jesus in verse 50. He spoke to them saying, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed for they still hadn't understand, understood the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. So why didn't Jesus right after this go forth with being, um, crucified and then ascended and then having them start the church because they weren't ready yet so jesus in a sense uh metaphorically speaking says i gotta continue walking with you i gotta continue teaching you because you're not ready yet to start the church you're not ready yet to go out and evangelize to the people you've made it this far to the hallway of destiny basically you you rolled you fought your way through the storms through the waves through the challenges of the tunnel transformation and now here we are and you still don't understand that the miracle starts with me that as long as you keep your eyes focused on me you will be okay that's why he says take courage i am here i'm here with you no matter where you go it, it starts by saying that even when he sent them away while he was on land he saw them so even though his presence wasn't physically there, he was trying to teach them that even if I'm not physically with you, I am still with you because I'm always, I'm omniscient, I'm omnipresent. We see that today where many people feel like, well, Jesus isn't, isn't here with me going through this, this issue, but like footprints in the sand, who you think been carrying you? You may have had some stumbling blocks. You may have um, had to fight through some things and some barriers that were, that were hard and difficult. But who do you think took the brunt of what you would have encountered had he not been there? He says in Psalms 91 that he will cause his angels to hold you up so you won't hurt your foot on a stone. You might have tripped over a stone on the way, but you didn't hurt your foot. It may have stung a little bit, but it didn't break. Who do you think took the, the brunt of that force? You're not in this fight by yourself. Therefore, you're not in the hallway of destiny by yourself. God is right there with you. He's the one that's saying, follow me. 
I gave um this example of this vision time time again. I'll give it to you again that God gave me where um you know it's it's a tall guard dressed in white garments standing in front of a big um golden bank vault. And it's like a golden door, but it looks like a bank vault. And so there's some velvet ropes that, that makes a very narrow path, red velvet ropes that's leading up to this guard in the white robe. And he has two things in his hand. He's standing in front of the door and he has two things in his hand. He has a key in one hand, a golden key in one hand, and white robes in the other hand. And he says out his mouth, release or, or let go what you've been carrying, take what's in my hand, and follow me. Now, many people will get to this door and be complaining. Because what you've been carrying along the way was you were trying to drag along your, your best friend or your or your favorite family member, or whatever. You were trying to drag along somebody that you wanted to make them to make it into the promised land as well. And you've been trying to drag along this and drag along that. And you would drag along your baggage. And he says, No, that cannot go into this door opportunity that I have for you. And you don't know where you're going. So that's why you got to follow the guard that's leading you. You got to take off what you um, were even dressed in to get to this point. Because what you were dressed in cannot go any further. Those basically are rags. In God's eyes of his promised land where he's taking you. Why? Because they represent your old season. And so it's time to let go of the grave clothes. The clothes that you were in that you that got you through the tunnel transformation when you're in the hall with a destiny you got to show up differently and god says metaphorically speaking with spiritually speaking that i have your new garments i want to transform you but you got to allow me to do the work part of that transformation that people don't realize when you get to the hall with a destiny is there's still some more healing that has to be done and i've seen a recent um you know well-known pastor that kind of has encountered this uh as well because this person has amassed uh, a lot of success but they finding that oh wait there was still some more healing that had to be done yeah because you have gotten to this point and you're in the holy destiny or you made it to your door opportunity and you walked through the door and you thought that, that was it no new levels new devils that means new strategy that has to be presented to you and part of when you get to the door opportunity even when you walk through the beauty about the hallway to destiny is it's meant to help you not only learn some things and unlearn some things but also it's to help you heal from the effects of having went through the tunnel transformation and then when you get into your door opportunity there's still a little more healing that has to be done because you had to you know go through a little bit more of a shaking and stirring wasn't as as traumatic as a tunnel transformation in the hallway of destiny but there still was some more shedding that had to be done in the hallway of destiny and so you got to heal from that of of what else had to be left behind of what else had to be um forgotten or, or relearned and unlearned we're meant to be lifelong learners. I've learned this from my spiritual mentor. We're meant to be lifelong learners. And so if you always take that mindset with you that I am forever learning, no matter what level or stage or age I get to, I'm going to keep learning. Then you allow God to continue 
to take you through the process. Now, the choice is yours when you get to the um, door opportunity of whether you go all the way back to tunnel transformation or you continue to go through another hallway to another door opportunity, another hallway to another door opportunity, another hallway to another door opportunity. You should want to go in that cycle because that cycle keeps you in a good balanced place. The tunnel transformation is a crushing season. It should only need to be, um, I don't want to say a one-time thing, but it should, but if you've learned your lesson, it should only need to be very limited season. The only time when people got to go through it again is because you missed the lesson. You didn't learn what you should have learned back then. But the hallway to destiny, just like a, a nice um, hallway in a hotel room or in a hotel period, a nice hotel has multiple hallways. The hallway to destiny leads you to different places. So that means that there's different doors, opportunity that God has in store for you. But each way you walk, you got to show up differently. For example, if you think about a physical um, hotel, one hallway can lead you to the pool, but the other hallway can lead you to the gym. The other hallway can lead you to your bedroom. The other hallway can lead you to the, the restaurant. So, and they all require you to dress differently. So this means spiritually that, yes, God has an assignment on your life, a purpose on your life. There is a um, destiny doors of opportunity for you to enter into, but there are several different hallways you got to go through in its time and in a season. And so during those uh, transitional periods of you walking through those tunnels, uh, I mean, excuse me, as you walking through those, um, those hallways, you got to have an operation mind shift. You don't take the same mind shift that you're going to take into the restaurant to the, the pool. Because the restaurant, your mind is focused on what you're going to eat, what you're going to order, and, and the whole experience of that. The pool, your mindset is on, are you going to get in the jacuzzi? Are you going to get into the pool? What you going to do? Are you going to do laps? Or are you just going to get your feet wet? And whatnot. The mindset, the mindset is different. And so God is saying the same thing to you in this season. That no matter where you are, if you're in the tunnel transformation right now, if you're in the hallway to destiny right now, if you're at the door opportunity, if you're walking through the door opportunity... It still has to be operation mind shift. And your job is to go to God for yourself because I can't do that for you. Go to God for yourself and ask God, how do you want me to show up in this season? And what must I learn? What changes do I need to make in my mind to become who you are calling me to be? And so I'm going to end right there uh, and wrap this up. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord of God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his shalom, give us peace. Take care. Love you guys. Until we meet again. Bye now.